things are a little slightly skew with, I don't know, I think this is number six of the reboot. Uh, it's Thursday, 26th of March. Just on my way in, This I should rename this series um, as some kind of pizza delivery guy's diary or something, I don't know. But uh, I'll get back to music stuff at some point, but at the moment I'm just on my way in, theoretically. I should only be seeing key workers and people exercising or going to the shop for food now. Um, really weird out here. Um, yeah, we're going cashless now, which means um, that there will there will be no kind of cash paid out for mileage or anything. It'll just all be paid into bank accounts. I don't know if we'll be doing contact-free delivery on everything, but. Uh, that would be good, that would be good for us if we were, because, you know, I, I don't particularly want to be within two metres of anyone who may have issues at the moment of the obvious nature. Um, so I've started a new episode, I don't know what period of time this episode will cover, it would make sense if it wasn't too long, because of the way things are changing so much. Um, things going on are... Well, I suppose the most shocking thing I've gone through this week was on Tuesday when uh, Suzanne and I had just finished. Um, if you listen to the last episode, you'll you'll know that my daughter has moved now into Aberdeen. Um, she's on her own over there, keeping in touch, but. Following that, we've decided over the over the course of the next little while, since we've got plenty of time on our hands at home, we're going to rearrange rooms a little bit, and uh, I'll get a little sort of studio in what was Suzanne's bedroom, and um, she'll get Nienna's room. Um, so we did all the measuring up. This was uh, Tuesday morning, and then getting on for sort of half one I think something like that in the afternoon she went into Theo's room to wake him up and I was about to go downstairs um, things went quiet for a couple of seconds and then I just heard um, uh, the weirdest weirdest kind of distressed kind of sound and looked around to see Suzanne um, trying to seeming to try to grab hold onto a, a chest of drawers and falling over, bringing everything down around her, um, hitting her head on the door. I at that point didn't exactly know what had happened. Obviously, just went into kind of panic mode. Went to rush to help her, thinking she'd perhaps just had one of her kind of dizzy spells and fallen over um, and failed to, to set herself right but um, when I got to her she was convulsing um, and foaming at the mouth which has never happened before so that was a shock uh, her head was up against the door so her neck was kind of bent while it was happening so she's 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 much better now um, she's she's still in pain 
um, and, and a bit knackered. She, she's getting back to her former self, but I think, uh, I mean, it scared the shit out of me and Theo as well. It, it woke him up. Um, we had the paramedics round and the GP. Um, she went in for blood tests yesterday, which were to get results back, but she'll have to go in to, she's been referred, which she'll uh, apparently be quite quick. Um, to the first seizure clinic. Normally, apparently, um, they would have taken her into hospital to be checked over straight away. But under the current circumstances, um, she wasn't keen on that anyway. But you know, the the GP and the paramedics basically kind of well, they 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 kind of left it to her to decide. But also with some of their kind of advice on it as well that you know it wasn't absolutely necessary for it to go in on the understanding that if it did happen again that I was to call 999 straight away and she would have to go straight in um, but yeah it knocked me for six um, I'm still not sure it's sunk in you know I don't know if you have I was definitely definitely in shock um, you know when you keep replaying something in your head over and over because you, your brain can't really process it you know I've seen I've seen um, somebody have an epileptic fit before we're not sure if that's what it was um, there's such a thing as a I think it's a neurological non-epileptic seizure which is apparently um, not uncommon amongst people with certain uh, sort of neurological or neuropathic problems obviously there's there's all sorts of things going on with Suzanne's health you know for a while there was we, we thought that she had temporomandibular joint dysfunction which was a you know would have been a jaw issue she's been seeing maxillofacial about that for a long time it turns out that that's, that shouldn't be what it is although there may be there may be some problem there with her jaw it shouldn't be causing the amount of pain all around her head that she's getting um, so I think we were at the point where she was we were hoping to try and get her referred to a neurologist to, to, to see if there was anything we could get oh oh they've closed the roadworks on the way to Inverurie that makes sense um, makes it a bit easier as well uh, I digress yeah well I no idea but any in any case I mean at the moment obviously we're going to right to the Department of Work and Pensions to add that to our existing request for a reassessment so that we can hopefully get more disability allowance for her and possibly some carer's allowance. Um, but I'm aware that half a million people have just applied for universal credit so I'm not expecting that they'll be able to carry on. Well, I mean they were already well behind their six week um, deadline for responding to, to that letter anyway, but what can you do? As long as we get the letter sent off and get the date registered, whatever they do decide eventually should get backdated. So in the meantime, anyway, I mean, yeah, that was a shock. Then Through all of this, I've got to look at silver linings because you just, you just end up disappearing down a, down a hole of why me otherwise, and it's kind of, there's no point in that. So, you know, fortunately for her, she doesn't remember any of it. Um, 
as far as she was concerned she felt a bit faint and then she woke up in bed with me leaning over her not keeping my two meters distance and I don't apologize for that under these circumstances um, okay. just wondering what, what had happened so which is for me is good because the, the, the thing that scared me the most was that you know when she was frothing at the mouth and convulsing her eyes were wide open and, and I don't know it was quite distressing to see um, but probably the most distressing thing about it would be uh, if she was aware of what was going on you know um, to see somebody go through that and to think that they are conscious of it and can't prevent it it, it does it does look very much like utter utter panic um, like you're gonna die um, and of course that that did pass through my head um, I, at the time I, I, I'd done first aid training in the past but it was a long time ago um, you know it was going through my head that oh shit is she having a stroke or but fortunately I don't think that's what it was but uh, so obviously she can't drive now, even though she hasn't been able to drive for a couple of years, she officially can't drive now. So silver linings that we're talking about, hopefully the fact that, I mean, if this had happened on the stairs, God knows, you know, it would have been a lot, a lot more serious potentially. But silver linings hopefully being that there's no, there's, you know, for me that I don't think there's any excuse for the DWP not increasing the award that they've you know the minimal award that they've given her at the moment um, obviously that'll take time to come through but in the meantime anyway looking at silver linings with the whole situation because actually the country's struggling big time obviously with with the coronavirus outbreak excuse me while I take a sip of coffee oh caffeine love it um, and that you know that's serious but for us I've got to look at the the, the positives really it's not actually that much financially it's not that much of a difficulty for us because uh, I do all of my my freelance work under the umbrella of our limited company which means that I can get my minimal salary that I pay myself at the moment I can get 80% of that covered under the, what is it called? The Business Interruption Loan Scheme. Um, so I'll just basically, I make myself a furloughed worker for three months and uh, get 80% of my salary paid. Obviously, there's a lot of money not coming into the business, but at the same time, there's not a lot going out either. And there are, you know, there's the, the, the banks are making it easier to put an overdraft in place. They're not charging as much for it. And there's, there's the, uh, the loans thing, business interruption loans. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, no, the the oh, I don't know stuff. You know, you know. There's help there, but what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that actually, because for a long time we've kind of struggled on the borderline of being financially capable of supporting ourselves anyway there's not that much change for us except that I've got a lot more time and less stress going on. I actually spent a nice good half an hour to an hour earlier on 
um, ironing some of that webbing stuff into the uh, the turnips of my new work trousers to, to hem my trousers and, and sewing up a couple of things in clothes that I've needed doing for a long time. And it's the sort of stuff that, you know, I can sit and I can do stuff that I would never even consider giving myself the time to do. And I hope after all this is done that a lot of us will perhaps retain some of the some of the chilling out that we've perhaps been forced to endure, you know? I mean, I don't envy anyone who's stuck at home with young kids at the moment. Um, I do, I do think, I do feel quite lucky that ours are almost adults. Um, because, you know, that, and also the fact that at the moment I'm able to go out and, and work delivering pizzas just 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 that little bit of getting out of the house you know it's I can imagine it's a nightmare if you don't have that opportunity but on the other side of it as well when all this is finished you know by September time I'll be getting my student funding um, and training as a, as a classroom teacher there's probably highly likely gonna be a huge problem with employment levels after all this pans out you know there's going to be big unemployment problems I would think for quite a while um, so the potential for an ongoing protracted recovery period um, you know we, we could be heading for some kind of grand depression but what I'm thinking is on the bright side of it for me personally there's always going to be teachers needed and this is just the right time to be finding that kind of security you know i'm not i'm not concerned about our long-term security financial security for the first time in a long time and i know it's it's weird because it's like a swap of circumstances i know that there will be a lot of people out there now um who find themselves very suddenly in a position where they are worried sick about the future, about the long-term future. Believe me, I know we've been through it. Um, you have my sympathy if you're one of them. But, you know, there's always a way. You might not be able to see it at the moment, but Anyway, I'm nearly at work now. I'm going to be pizza delivering for the next four hours and then, uh, and then off back home. So I managed to get started on this new episode because I finally finished editing the last episode. That'll be going out tomorrow. Me and Theo recorded a new episode of Bob, which is our, our exclusive Patreons episode normally. Um, but we've decided during the coronavirus crisis that we're going to put that m monthly Bob episode, which goes out the first of every month, or should do, but very often doesn't. We're going to put those out to everyone. So enjoy that. Normally it'll cost you a, a, quid, a whole pound a month, but uh, but not anymore. We're just just for the time being, you can have that one on us. Um, that's it, really. I'll. I'm sure I'll speak to you again soon. Um, 
enjoy the lockdown as much as you can. Hello, on my way to work again. Being a key worker, I've got a fancy letter in my pocket from my boss in case the police stop me and say, what the fuck are you doing out? Um, it's very odd out here, nobody around, except residential areas, there seem to be like small groups of families, just kind of, there's, there's a lot of them walking about now that weren't before, just kind of getting their daily exercise or walking a dog or all giving each other wide berths. It's just a bit surreal. Um, anyway, today I'm, I'm only working five till half eight. It's Saturday, the, uh, what is it, 28th of March. Um, half of the, well, three, three of the top members of the government have come down with it now. It's, um, it's going to get a lot worse, obviously. You've heard it all, blah, blah, blah. But today, anyway, as far as I'm concerned, well, yesterday marked a, a bit of a change in the uh, routine for us delivering pizzas because it's quite a narrow corridor um, in the back of the shop um, where the drivers would have been queuing up inside to get their orders to take out. Um, now we all have to wait outside and the orders are brought out to us, um, which has resulted in one or two cock-ups with the orders, but um, that's because I haven't been checking my orders because they've been brought out to me instead of me checking them in the shop. So, but every every delivery is now contact-free, whether they've asked for it or not. We're not taking any cash anymore, so it's all prepaid online, and we have to just leave the boxes at the door knock and run away um, and it was a bit odd yesterday seeing half of Tesco's because Tesco's just out the back of our pizza delivery shop the generic name and uh, yeah seeing half of the car park coned off and crash barriers zigzagging in the car park for people to queue um, and marshals with reflective coats by the entrance to the car park and at positions along the queue line. Um, I'm, I'm out because I'm a key worker delivering food, obviously. Um, my stepdaughter is also a key worker, so she's kind of taking things um, to family um, that, that she can. She, she didn't go into Tesco earlier because there was a 40 minute queue to get in. Um, two meters distance apart, obviously. Um, my father-in-law, he shouldn't really be out because he's over 70, but uh, I suppose it's, it's food, it's a necessity. He went to Morrison's and uh, he's, he's managed to get some bread. So it's, a, it's just, just bizarre, this. So I read an article earlier on about, uh, on the BBC um, news website. And have a look for it on the BBC news website called um, the month that everything changed, it's called, um, and it's it's a seven-minute read, but it's it's powerful stuff. Um, it, it's basically it's it's, a, it's like a historical kind of narrative of what's happened in the last month, um, and I think it's going to be really interesting going back and listening to some of these episodes that bridge this whole period because you know things have changed so quickly. Um, and one of the things that really sent a bit of a chill down my spine was 
that in that article it says that uh, there was there's a I can't remember the name of the guy, but a historian um, professor saying that there's every likelihood that when this is all over, if this is all over, and historians are looking back and talking about it, they're likely to refer to it as BC and AC before Corona and after Corona. I mean, when we look back in history and we look at, you know, we talk about things like the Black Death and the Spanish flu, the bubonic plague, and I'm, I don't know which ones are which, but you know, these big pandemics, um, which are obviously in a much less globalized, were obviously in a much less globalized society. They're iconic events, you know? I mean, I haven't lived through anything as monumental as this. Single events have happened like I suppose things like the Gulf War are, are semi-important by comparison, but and single events like 9/11 obviously are um, memorable, iconic atrocities, if you like. But this is one of those things that's actually changed, already changed the world. And when we come out the other side of it, it's not going to be the same as it was before. Um, You know, I I, I, uh, I was watching a documentary on uh, on the Disney Plus channel one day at Disney, and there were some shots of um, things like the sort of New York um, traffic and stuff like that, and things like the, the crowds outside the cinemas queuing up for Star Wars in 1977 and stuff, and all these kind of pictures of throngs of people in theme parks and it's just like thinking that that's not happening at the moment you know all these places are just deserted now um, it's difficult sometimes to imagine driving around up here I'm on my way to work now and there's not another car on the road but that's well I say that's not unusual but oh there's another one going the other way um, it is unusual, I suppose, for this time of day, quarter to five on a Saturday, you'd usually see a few cars, a fair few cars around. But, um, you know, it's like, to me, this is like, even, even not nowadays, but this is how I used to think um, Christmas Day was like. If you, you know, if you went to, if you went out to church or to visit your family or anything on Christmas Day, there'd be, there'd be, a similar amount of traffic out, but even nowadays there's more than that at Christmas. Um, I've just seen my third car. Um, yes, it is bizarre. So anyway, after I finish work tonight, because I'm kind of, I'm the one that's out there being a key worker and, and my daughter moved into Aberdeen last week. Um, so she's been fairly limited with what she had. She hasn't actually got any pans that work because she's found she's got an induction hob in there which means she needs a particular kind of pan so so um, I'm taking that over to her after work and dropping off her computer to her because she's had a, a new smart TV delivered today um, taking over a few of the things that she'd left behind like you know coat hangers and clothes and stuff and her bass guitar so she can have a bit of a practice in her isolation because I mean you know in some ways you sort of think well is this really essential travel um, but at the same time you could say that about delivering pizzas is that really essential um, 
you know, it's for somebody, it's for a vulnerable person who's on their own. Um, you know, she she has suffered from anxiety um, at times, and it's certainly not the the kind of time that you you know you want you want to be comfortable. So it might be the last time I see her for the next well three months, probably at least. I, I spoke to Optical, uh, Optical Express. I spoke to Specsavers earlier on because I've had a bit of cloudy vision in my left eye, um, which has come on over the last few months. Um, and I had lens replacement surgery about 18 months ago, and it was fine for, for quite a while. But just the last few months, it started going a bit sort of cloudy in, in my left eye. Um, so I spoke to Specsavers earlier on because apparently they are still able to um, prioritize key workers and, and do like emergency treatment and stuff like that they're not doing any regular kind of site tests or anything they reassured me that you know it was a, a fairly um, normal occurrence that after a while it, it sounds like um, it's just kind of the, the lens is rub, rubbing against the capsule and it's created a, a bit of frosting on the lens um, which can be easily fixed apparently just with a laser quickly um, so you know, I'll get that done at some point. It's 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 fine. I can see fine. It's just it's just a bit cloudy in my left eye. But the thing that he was saying, they've just been told that tomorrow um, their their premises are being taken over by NHS Grampian, um, and they're basically using um, opticians as um, eye care centres, I suppose, emergency eye care centres. Um, and it's they've been told that it's at this at this point it's likely that it's going to be about four months before things are back to normal for them and that's at this point so that could that could be longer um so yeah i'm gonna i'm taking the last sort of few essentials over to her so she's got a, a pan that works she's got a smart tv so she'll have access to netflix she'll have amazon prime because she's got our login for that she's got the Disney Plus login from me and now I'm taking a computer over she'll also have Sky Go available to her so so she's got all the entertainment she'll need um, she can now play her DVDs as well so I'll just you know obviously I won't go too close to her because I don't want to take anything into her um, but you know that, that could be the last time I see her I'll, see, I'll be there for about an hour hour and a half we'll, I'll take a pizza to her after I finish work and then uh and that'll be it for a while. But um, yeah, it's, it's getting stranger. I mean, that, to, to think that this is only really a week into the 12 week lockdown, if you like, it's just weird. Anyway, I'm gonna go now. I'll possibly, uh, with it being Saturday, I suppose this, this would be, <laughs> traditionally would be nearly the end of the episode and I'll probably try and uh, try and get this out uh, reasonable at a reasonable time so you've got something to listen to there's nothing musical really um, although our bass player from Crossfire is sending some awesome guitar clips well, that's another point as well yeah so I'm looking forward to doing the collaboration with him he's a fucking good electric guitar player as well but this self-employed malarkey it's a fucking clusterfuck isn't it I mean there's a guitar teacher I know who is actually still doing all of their guitar lessons but online on Skype and they 
effectively for this three month period, I mean, they're not going to get it till June. I mean, how the fuck is somebody self-employed going to supposed to survive until June? But in any case, this 80% thing that, that the self-employed people are being um, given back if they've if they've been in three years, if they've got three years worth of returns, he's going to get that even though he's still working. So essentially, from now until June, he's going to get he's going to be essentially paid about 180% of what he would normally be getting because he's he's still earning for his lessons and and he's going to get 80% of his average earnings back from the government as well. So this system. You know, and, and then anyone who's been in a startup who hasn't made profit before April 2019 has got fuck all. They've got they've just got to queue up with the other half a million new universal credit applicants. So absolute, they should be they should be doing the universal basic income as well. I mean, I can understand to a certain extent. You know, the typical. That they're looking after the people with the with the with money, with the higher salaries, with the profits. I can understand why it would be difficult for somebody who is on um, a reasonably high income as self-employed um, that would perhaps need the eighty percent salary refunded rather than just a flat sort of thousand pound universal basic income, because that you know they they have commitments that are going out um, that are commensurate with their earnings, but. You know they need to they need to put something in place for the people that are just fucked. You know there's going to be a lot of people fucked. So anyway, that's their problem, not mine. Um, I'll speak to you later on on the way home. Bye. So I'm nearly home and I completely forgot I was going to give you a shout uh, on the way. Yeah, um, it's fucking lonely out here. I just drove into Aberdeen, spent um, a little bit of time with my daughter in her flat and uh, set up her computer for her. So she's got her Disney Plus and she's got her Sky Go now. But I mean, it's beginning to, I don't know, it's beginning to sink in. It's beginning to wear thin a little bit. This I, I'm driving home through pretty much a blizzard actually at the moment it's, it's snowing up here in Scotland and it I suppose I'm a little bit concerned um, with how it feels just now because we're only a week into this minimum 12 week kind of lockdown it's probably gonna it's probably gonna get stricter um, I mean there are a few cars around um, it's, it's, it's going to be a long I hope things get back to how they were because it's not nice out here it doesn't it doesn't look right it's it's like you know I um, can't remember what I've seen it in but it's maybe a TV program or a, or a film or something where they talk about going back to Going back to a house that you grew up in and nobody's home. It's like that, it's like the world, you, you go out and the world... I suppose, it, I suppose it kind of worries you that... You know, I mean, I don't think it's going to get to this point, but... Say for instance, if, if like half of the population of the world got wiped out, it's like... All the infrastructure's out here for... 
for the population we've got at the moment. If half of them died, this this is kind of, or if a, if more than that. But that's not going to happen. It's just those things go through your mind being out here, even though it's usually dead at this time of night on the roads anyway. But it's just, you know, it's, I think it hit me a bit because going into Aberdeen, the thing is, where I deliver pizzas from, there's still a few cars going about because it's right next door to, to, to um, supermarkets. So if there's going to be any traffic, it's kind of, it's weird because the, the, the nearer I get to work, the nearer I get to the supermarkets, there's a few more cars about, it gets a bit busier, but everywhere else it's just, it's just not right. Um, but we'll just have to see how it goes, I mean, I, I can't lie, I'm, I am worried for, for my daughter being in a flat on her own for that amount of time. I mean, she's only 17, she's, you know, she does suffer from a bit of anxiety, so I am, I am concerned for her, what parent wouldn't be. I'm hoping that she, uh, she gets, uh, gets a job at one of the supermarkets she's applied for. Um, I mean, I know she's got, well, I, I, I I, I'm just being a worried parent, you know, I mean, I, it is going to be tough, you know, I know it's tough for, for us, and there's three of us at home, but, you know, when I got there, she was watching The Hunger Games on a, on a fucking nice new telly that, that, the, that uh, her granddad bought for her, it's better than ours, so it's, uh, I mean, it's 43 inch, so, you know, fair enough. She doesn't need like a 60 inch or anything like that, but it's got, it's an HDR 4K TV. It's like, it's nice. So she'll, uh, I'm sure she'll get through, shed loads of, uh, shed loads of binge watching and stuff. But it's, uh, I, I'm not, comfortable with this world I'm already missing the human race <laughs> um, and I mean as things stand today I know the figures are changing every day you know it's today is the day that the UK passed the 1000 death toll it's probably more now but the last thing I heard it was 1019 um, and it's gonna get a sight worse before it gets better but uh, just gotta ride it out I suppose clocks go forward tonight so we'll get get a little bit little bit more daylight the, the days will be getting longer Let's hope the, you know, I mean, I say it's, say this when it's snowing now, but let's hope that the warmer weather does does help. I don't, there is no way to avoid what's coming. I mean, it's already here in London, I suppose. But it's uh, 2020. My goodness me. Anyway. Um, I don't know what I'll be presenting you with next week. Hopefully, hopefully, 
well, I can't say it's going to be any better next week, can I? Let's let's try and uh, let's try and look up. And, you know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be with be with my wife and my son at home, and keep in touch with my mum and my daughter on Skype, and uh, just keep looking out for for people that are. You know, we're all, I mean, Suzanne's, yeah, she can't, she can't process what's going on either because, you know, especially with her having a, a first seizure the other day, you know, not remembering any of that. It's like, what the fuck is going on with the world? You know, it's like, everything's changed and it's, uh, it's scary. But anyway, I'm nearly home. I'm going to go and, um watch some Agent Carter with the missus. I think I think we have to take solace in the in the multimedia that's available to us. It's a good job we've got all this. We can watch the world as it used to be before all this started and hope that it'll come back. I know Agent Carter's not the world as it used to be, but you know what I mean? Just seeing people in a you know, a world where people can can move freely. It's. Uh, I think we're all gonna value our freedom a lot more from now on. Anyway, good night for now, and uh, I'll speak to you again over the course of the next week. Stay safe. Tuesday 31st of March and that's 393 dead in the UK in the last 24 hours um, yeah it's accelerating anyway I'm knackered I'm on my way in to deliver pizzas again but uh, the last couple of days with um, Nienna having moved into Aberdeen we've uh, decided to take the opportunity to um, shift some furniture around at home and um, so I'll have my own little kind of room with a music studio in so uh, so I'm absolutely knackered because I've been moving double beds and wardrobe units and ah, it'd be nice to get to work so I can have a bit of a relax and a drive around listening to some podcasts um, but uh, yeah the, there was somebody made a comment on the choir page about um, possibly getting some kind of zoom remote choir singing session going online which I think is a great idea for them to do I'm to be honest I'm a bit snowed under myself at the moment and I'm, I don't think I'm actually allowed to because I've declared myself a furloughed worker um, I'll have to look have a look at the rules on that as to uh, whether or not that's a three-month kind of blanket thing or or if it's something that can be cut shorter but um, yeah so I'll be glad for them to get on and do that but I've got I've got shed loads going on myself it's, it's quite revealing though um, you know I know there are a lot of other sort of choir directors around that are making big efforts and I have been right since all of this started to, to get that kind of online online choir thingy going um, I just uh, I, I, it's not a priority for me um, you know I think 
my, my mind's kind of set on the future at the moment with uni in September and, and then teaching beyond that. But uh, certainly at, at the moment, um, I'm actually glad to be, uh, you know, all the all the music, all the performing music work has, has dried up for the time being. Um, some of our weddings have been rebooked for later in the year. So, you know, we're, we're not losing that money, hopefully. Um, but I'm kind of enjoying the, well, apart from the last couple of days, <laughs> the, the relatively stress-free kind of just focusing on, do, you know, going out to, to do, uh, doing about, only about between 20 and 25, I think I've got about 27, maybe 29 hours this week, I can't remember, um, on the pizza deliveries. But I had a phone call from a well-known supermarket chain because I'd applied for a temporary delivery driver job there uh, which would be full-time and to be honest I'd probably do it in addition to the food delivery because there's not much else going on so you know I could find myself doing a, a job and a half which would be handy I know it seems overkill but not doing anything else at the moment it would be kind of handy to kind of blitz some of those leftover debts that are still hanging around so we'll see what happens with that I've still got to hear back from that um, but yeah, so so my studio is probably my room with my uh, equipment and is, is going to be great once it's set up because the biggest thing that's got in the way for me recording wise and writing wise and practicing wise as well has been sharing a sort of a studio with my wife's bedroom, um, which of course, you know, with, with her not being well a lot of the time, it, I have to kind of work around uh, what can be done. Um, plus, you know, having less room to manoeuvre, I'm often having to either work on my MacBook or laptop downstairs on the living room table or um, or upstairs in one of two different rooms. So I'm, I'm constantly having to break down and reset up equipment. So, you know, that, that really does limit me on how much I can comfortably get done. I'm looking forward to a situation where I can just go upstairs, sit down, switch on, and dig into the work. Um, having said that, if I find myself do, doing like a 50, 60 hour week of different deliveries, then uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna fuck off now. Uh, I'm gonna drink some coffee and uh, go and deliver some pizzas and listen to you beautiful people on the After Dark Podcast Network. Goodbye for now. First of April, 4.35, on my way to work, six hour shift, gotta fill the car up, room's getting sorted at home, my studio's taking shape, just finished listening to the Jim Hill episode of Disney Parks and Beyond, there's a new virus in town, the Yonora virus, I noticed Nick's just caught it, the thing is, the thing is, I've no idea what I'm talking about, and that's it really, bye. Oh yeah, just had to pop back in and say, because I keep forgetting a couple of days ago when I was sorting through the remaining stuff in my daughter's room. Um, had one of those one of those tearful moments where I came across a like a scrapbook thing and it says on the front of it, we didn't realize we were making memories, we were just having fun. And that made me think, it did. I'm getting old and sentimental. Oh, and one of these days I'll be able to actually get Thea out of bed, like, during human hours of the day. But 
don't hold your breath. It's all getting a bit random now, isn't it? Stop that, it's silly. Yes, and that's absolutely right. I am going to have ham and pineapple on my pizza. Well, I've just come into the end of my shift. That's fucking embarrassing. The last delivery, you get the wrong road. Got the right house number, but because uh, of the way we're doing it at the moment, you got to drop a box on the floor and then stack their pizzas up on it and uh, knock on the door and retreat. Fortunately, it was a well-humoured gentleman that um, answered the door from more than six feet away. Um, but it wasn't for him, so <laughs> I had to wait for him to shut the door and go back and collect it and go to the right place. Anyway, I thought I'd just pop back in before I head back to the shop for the, uh, for the finish, as it were. Just to say, um, I've been listening to uh, Ryan's Isolation podcast quite a lot this evening I've basically I've cleared out my uh, my pocket cast um, queue because I was starting to get stuff from last year that had already been downloaded but that I hadn't actually uh, listened to yet but because I'm getting really caught up now with all of this driving going on um, where the fuck am I hang on That's, oh yeah I know where I am <laughs> um, yeah, Android Auto is a bit sluggish, so it's not showing me the map, but I know where I am now. Anyway, yeah, I was getting caught right back up. So some of that stuff that I didn't get around to actually listening to last year, I'll probably uh, I'll probably get back onto. Fucking excellent episode of On the Muppets Christmas Carol, um, by the way. Customer is always weird, guys. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd maybe uh, there was an article. I think I might have mentioned it before um, on the month that everything changed on the BBC and, and it talks about um, things cranking up like a ratchet and listening to these isolation podcasts um, one after another, it, it, it's, it is more obvious, um, you know, what the progress has been like and, and, and I've noticed today out on the road, I have noticed um, a, another step change. Um, today was quite a leap in deaths, um, in the death count, 500 and, I think 560 something, 563, something like that. Um, and I think I noticed tonight, um, I think people on the doorstep are beginning to take it more seriously as well, whereas even, even as late as last night, there'd be some people taking their pizzas at arm's length rather than waiting for you to knock and retreat. Tonight, it's, you know, I've had people kind of opening their windows to just say, just drop it on the door, on the doorstep, mate, or, you know, just like basically keeping well back and waiting for me to get, get well out of the way. I think people, people are beginning to realize because up here, you know, there's not a huge amount of deaths up in Scotland compared to the rest of the country at the moment. I'm sure that's going to come, but uh, 
you know, it is that weird juxtaposition of, of earlier on in the evening, there's loads of people out, um, but they're all keeping their social distance. They're all out jogging or exercising, walking their dogs, walking around in family groups. It's really, it's really weird. It's, it's almost like from, from maybe 40, 50 years ago when people used to take a constitutional after they've had their evening meal, you know? People are out. As I say, they're keeping their distance. But then, as the evening draws on, you begin to notice there's a... I mean, Inverurie, where I'm working, is quite a small town, market town-sized thing, um, in the middle of the Grampian, what's called the Geary area, Garioch. Um, it's spelt, but it's pronounced Geary. Um, and there's a single riot van, single police van, that's just doing the rounds basically just making sure and you know they slowed down and had a good look at me earlier on um with my hazards on and my double yellow just to just to you know i just i've noticed their presence more you know they're going around the supermarket this, this is like nearly 10 o'clock sorry nearly 11 o'clock i think they probably know my car by now but yeah so that it has changed um i'm back at the shop now and I'm about to pick up my pizza and finish for the night, so we'll have to see what uh, what toll, what the death toll is tomorrow. And uh, I, it, I can't see it's it's I can't see it getting better. It's going to carry on getting worse. But uh, anyway, I'm back now, so that's half an hour. Okay, that's me finished. I've picked up my pizza. I'm on my way home now. So, uh, yeah, what was I saying? That, that was a bit more of a rushed clip than I was hoping it would be because uh, fairly uh, fairly important subject matter, the way things are changing. Um, yeah, I think... See, we had a couple of days over the weekend where it was... Um, it seemed to be sort of flattening out and uh, and lowering a bit, but it, it's weird. This this coronavirus, the deaths seem to be taking the weekends off, because um, then it went up yesterday, um, and then today it's gone up. You know, I mean, we've we've been seeing figures coming out of Italy and Spain that have been sort of eight hundred and something. I'm thinking, good grief. But you know, when you start looking at like five hundred and sixty odd here. Um, you realise that you know in a day or two we could be we could be in the same position. So it is it is serious. Um, but it's I'm in a weird position because like I, I kind of it's a bizarre situation. I'm getting Suzanne's basically um, self isolated at home. Um, we're being really careful. I took her out around the block in in the uh, in the wheelchair. She did a bit of walking um, just to get some fresh air and see. She's kind of on a different planet at the moment because it's like all of this is happening. She she used to spend a lot of her time indoors anyway because of her condition. So you know, she's not really she's seen it all on the news, but nothing's really changed at home apart from the fact that she had that out of the blue seizure last week. So everything's a bit twilight zone for her at the moment because it's like, well, what the fuck? You know, she doesn't remember any of that. So it's all, um, and, and to top that all off, you know, we're, we're, we're now moving furniture around and I mean, it's really, it's going to be cool and it's all sorted at home, but everything is just fucking surreal at the moment. And I'm, 
doing this job that I haven't done for like 30 years. I used to deliver pizzas when I was much, much younger. And it's a bit of a time warp situation going on there. It's, um, I mean, it's a different job now, obviously. There's all the online stuff and and it's contact free now as well. So, I mean, there's a lot less tips because cash isn't involved anymore, but, uh, but it's weird because everything's different out and it's, I've got a day off now and then I've got the three days at the weekend. I mean, thinking of myself as a key worker is odd for a start. You know, I'm getting people, who was that I spoke to the other day on the phone? Um, yeah, it was the opticians because I've been getting some kind of, my left eye is a bit cloudy and he was he was saying, you know, well, well done for being out there. You know, you're, the people think we're out here risking our lives to keep society going, but I'm, I'm delivering pizzas, you know. It's, but I suppose that that is one of those things that just gives those who are kind of stuck in this weird situation more than I am. I suppose it gives them just a little tether to what they know of as normal, you know? Everything's changed, but you can still order a pizza, you know? It's it's those kind of little links to sanity, I suppose, and what whatever the normal world is. Um, I mean, it's going to be weird for me in the next couple of days because, as I say, I'm back there on Friday, but there's a chance... I don't know. I, I'm going to have to go shopping at some point. Um, and the last time I went to the shops, uh, like to supermarket shops, um, but yeah, there, there was the, the limit of four per person for items. I think some of that's getting relaxed now. But in general, um, it wasn't as... It wasn't like it is now. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, Aldi had the marks on the floor, and that, and that was getting that was feeling strange already. I mean, I know I know in our local shop in our local co-op, there's the marks on the floor two meters apart. There's the one-way system. There's a one-in-one-out thing going on. And I know the chemist. I mean, you'd expect it from the chemist. That was a bit of a shock last week when I first uh, was the week. I can't even remember what week it is now. You got to remember what the day is. It's fucking weird, difficult. Um, but the thought of going to Tesco and queuing outside at, at spaced intervals and zigzagging around the aisles is—it's a surreal situation. And. You know, I, I, I realised that, uh, one thing I realised today is that, um, you know, that, that there might be people that are listening to this from different countries, um, I don't know, but it's, uh, it would be interesting to, I don't know, it's, it's weird thinking of how different countries are dealing with it, um, and to think that, you know, this, this could be I've got, I don't know, it's just the world's fucking, it's weird, the, the, it's fucking weird, I, I think the world is in shock, 
Um, and I, I, I am worried by something that um, that Jim Hill said today on the on the uh, Disney Parks and Beyond podcast, um, saying that if you know your history um, with the Spanish flu. Um, it wasn't actually the first wave that did the most damage it was everyone thought that it was you know that they were beating it and that it it was going away and then the second wave hit about four months later and that was the one that really took the most people out and that's worrying you know um i'm waking up this second morning actually in the last week that i've woken up I usually need, I usually wake up needing a piss like between six and half seven something like that because my body clock and everything's attuned to getting up at that time. Um, I'm getting in the habit of going back to bed because I'm, I'm I know it's it might be seen as a bit lazy but I like I like a good eight hours sleep at least because um, I'm a lazy bastard but I'm not seeing it as lazy I'm seeing it as keeping the immune system going because I know, I know from past experience that when I'm tired there's when I tend to come down with colds and stuff um, so I'm making sure I'm getting enough sleep I'm going back to bed and, and you know getting up about 10 half 10 something like that because um, I don't I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be harsh on myself you know this is a difficult situation for everybody to get their heads around including me and me and Susanna are continually discussing how to best deal with um, having a teenager in the house who who doesn't want to get out of bed it's, it's it's I mean that's that's a hassle enough at times under normal circumstances but you don't want to stress is the enemy in this situation I mean, stress is, in a, is an enemy in all situations anyway, but, you know, we're only going to get through this by talking and it's weird how it's bringing the world together, you know? Um, so anyway, as I was saying, the last, in the last week, twice I've woken up in the morning with like a, a tickle in, in my chest, in my throat, and I thought, you know, this feels really dry, I hope I'm not going to start coughing, and then you start to think, oh, am I feeling hot? And you lie there and you're half asleep and half awake and, and you, you start to convince yourself that yeah you're feeling you're feeling quite hot because you're under the duvet the heating's come on in the morning and oh god my, my chest and my back and my arms are feeling hot um, have I got a fever and, and, and you and you start to panic you, you can talk yourself into thinking shit am I coming down with it but but um, and, and you don't know you might be you might be getting you might have a mild version of it and not even know because you're not getting any symptoms you know it's it's ridiculous um one thing i do know I, I, from what i've heard the uh it's more common to lose a taste your taste and smell um it's more common for that to go than to actually get a fever so you know i'm, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't lost my taste or smell my sense of taste or smell at all so um but you sort of think, you know, I mean, you see, you see how it's spread in London and, and the Midlands are getting it and, you know, here in, I mean, I'm not surprised, but here in Craig talk about the, uh, the instances in Liverpool, um, you know, I'm not surprised after the Atletico Madrid visit, 
um, that, that, that that's becoming a hotspot. And I suppose most major cities are going to are going to be seeing the effects first. But is it you know is it going to spread to the more outlying areas just more slowly and and you know you sort of think without a cure without a vaccine without any i mean without any proof that herd immunity is even a thing that is relevant in this case um are you are you faced with a position where well pretty much we're all going to get it and it's just a case of when and and it's down to there's no way of telling whether or not you're gonna you're gonna die from it because you know when you hear that a 13 year old died in the last 24 hours with no underlying health conditions and we're hearing more and more stories like that coming out on the news so you know I mean it's mainstream news I'm not talking about not talking about social media bullshit but then at the same time you've got somebody over a hundred who's pulled through it so you know statistically you might be better placed if you're younger but there's no guarantees and well it's this is this is gonna be a one of those times that you look back on well it's gonna be the only time I hope that we look back on that if we're lucky enough to, to look back on it and see it as I don't know. I mean, if for me, I, can, I don't know what would define a world war, but this is this is a world event, and we're fighting for survival. So, you know, the enemy might not be human. I suppose world wars have to be between nations, but uh, they're certainly as serious as that. Um, where are we now? First of April. I mean, they were saying originally that they thought the UK was going to peak towards the end of May. Now if these cases keep going up the way they have been until then, that's some serious shit. I mean, I think I've heard that, that it's actually, you know, going up quicker than they were expecting it to. They're saying they're seeing a, a bit of a plateau in the number of positive cases, um, which would hopefully be reflected in the in the death statistics in a few days but you know a plateau isn't um, isn't a reduction it just means it's not accelerating so who knows anyway I've waffled on long enough nearly home I didn't have any pineapple fuck's sake there's a fucking pandemic going on we need fucking pineapple for our pizzas, people. So I've had to settle for another pepperoni passion. Um, as you might have uh, <laughs> worked out, I've completely fallen off the vegan bandwagon. But uh, I'm trying to eat a bit more healthily now. So I haven't been eating too much during the day. I did have, I did have some vegan ham in my sandwich with some non-vegan mayonnaise. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I am going to, again, try to waffle until I have brought up the app on my phone to press stop, which would be now.
I've got to record this just while I'm a uh, clip on the final day of my this episode um, because I'm going back and listening to historical episodes of all sorts of stuff at the moment. I'm just wading through the uh, the rebirth of Morlando, listening to uh, good old Craig and Simon. Chekhov, not Sulu. You've probably answered this or somebody else will have already, but it was Chekhov that ran himself over. Um, the Russian guy, can't remember uh, if he was actually Russian or not, but yeah, he was quite young. He killed himself. Um, I think it was. I think he ran himself over. Um, yeah, and we'll have to do a repeat of the uh, the vodka laden episode sometime um, of Breaking Bollocks. Thanks for the mention. Uh, that's it for now. I keep pausing this episode of Morlando, and, and this is going to be like a two-way conversation going on it. I totally agree with you, Simon. The non-specialized editions. I don't know if you go for the um, the Harmy despecialized ones. Um, that's the ones I've got. But do you know what? I was really disappointed with when I was watching through all of the Star Wars films in episode order, not in machete order or, or release order, but in episode order before number nine came out, um, and that included Solo and Rogue One. Um, I was really disappointed by the end of Return of the Jedi, because the music, I mean, in some ways I kind of, um, I think it did add something to have the, the scenes of Coruscant and all, you know, all the different sort of civilizations throughout the galaxy celebrating but but I did miss that that uh, that music the uh, the Ewoks singing their whatever that song was because I, I that 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 it wasn't the end of Return of the Jedi for me that because because they changed the music so that that's I'm probably going to be back to carry on uh, having a a temporarily warped conversation with a past episode from friends. Yeah. Well, it's coming to something where the most exciting thing you've got to finish off an episode with is that you're shifting it all by a whole day. I was gonna make last night the last day of my weekly diary just because it was Saturday and that's what I tended to do, tried to do before, but I didn't, and now it's Sunday. And but anyway, I've got four days off coming up, so um, and my studio's nearly done. So I'm hoping that next time um, I might have something musical to tell you about because this is fast turning into a fast food delivery driver's diary. Um, yeah, it's third of April. On my way into work for a nine-hour shift. And I think for the time being, I'll keep this kind of schedule. I'll just work Monday to Sunday because that's what our route of works out as. And I tend to have a break at the beginning of the week so I can get things edited and sent out to you. Um, I'm looking forward to nine hours of listening to podcasts, working my, my way, as I said, of working my way through Orlando. I've added the BBC coronavirus, new, coronavirus newscast to my feed. And it's interesting listening to stuff from two weeks ago. Um, talking about how how bad Italy's been struck getting like 475 deaths a day and it's you know we're already past that so um, yeah I'm hoping people are sensible today um, Matt Hancock has not threatened I wouldn't say but but let people know that even though it's a nice day today if people don't take the advice seriously and do go out and ruin it for everyone then the government may have to crack down on public exercise 
which would be a bit of a cunt, but uh, you know, what can you do? Um, anyway, yeah, I don't have anything to say, sorry. Um, as I say, hopefully I'll have something musical to tell you about, even if it's just that I've got some practice done, but hopefully I'll be, uh, I'll be getting on with some kind of project in my... I'm quite finished sorting out my bedroom studio yet, um, but really all that's left to do is uh, swapping curtains with the missus and um, putting some, maybe putting some shelves up and uh, vacuuming around sort of my wires into boxes. So it's, it's almost done. I'm hoping, I'm hoping tomorrow will be everything done and dusted. The keyboard's all set up and be ready to rock and roll again. Um, so, don't know, I'm not going to make any promises about next week, but uh, at the very least there'll be some, hopefully be some musical news. So have a great week. I believe we're entering the third week of um, this sort of semi-lockdown, I suppose it is. Um, and I think that means that um, there'll be some kind of review at the end of next week. But to be honest, the way things are going, I can't see any restrictions being lifted. There might even be more applied, but we'll see. The death rates keep going up, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Have a great week. I mean, I actually feel quite lucky. I know some people, and I suppose it's a valid point, you know, key workers are being praised for being out here risking our lives. And I think, you know, obviously the NHS workers are a lot more at risk than somebody like me, but, um, I actually feel lucky on, on a day like this I, I can see how it would be really difficult for somebody living in a in a flat in a high-rise building or, or any kind of place that doesn't have a garden or anywhere that you can get outside um, and if you haven't got air conditioning you know it's really sunny today like I say I wouldn't be surprised if after today exercise is banned as well outdoors in public places, but um, for me, it's beautiful. It's I'm driving around on largely deserted roads. There's the odd couple or small family out walking dogs or going for a jog. Occasional cars passing by, but gorgeous weather. And, and even though it's a horrible situation you've got to look for the positives just to get by I think and in a lot of a lot of times in life it's, it's about looking for silver linings and you know this is a time this is a time I'm gonna remember just driving around in a in a in a just a, a, a deserted world just but but it's it's gorgeous out here you know I've, this really is one of those times that with any luck hopefully if all goes well however long this takes to clear I will never experience this again in my lifetime um, so it's 
my responsibility to myself, I think, to relish, to enjoy the positives, even though thousands of people are dying. You know, I'm alive. Um, and for now, that's, that's beautiful. So I, I don't think there's much more I could add to this week. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying, I mean, it's a nine hour shift, but it's a piece of piss, this, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not particularly socially um, <laughs> skilled. So the idea of dropping food at somebody's door and, and, and saying, all right, from a distance and then being really grateful rather than under normal circumstances, perhaps being a bit miffed because it might have taken them an hour to get their food or whatever. Now, now it's just like everybody's being really nice and it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Um, but having said that, I look forward to a time when I can go and have a Big Mac meal or I can go to the cinema. Um, in the meantime though, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the slowing down, the uh, the more chilled pace. You still get the odd twat, but despite the fact that the roads are deserted, still insists on tailgating you. But, uh, you know, what can you do? I just, I just enjoy thinking, yeah, you're a knob. And not letting it stress me out. I'm gonna go and eat my sandwich and, uh, Enjoy the, enjoy the relaxed pace of the rest of my day before having four days rest before I do a weekend of pizza delivery again. I've said, I've said goodbye already, haven't I? Um, goodbye again. And he's back again just on my way home from my shift. And uh, I thought, oh, I'm not gonna get a pizza for like another five days. So I've upgraded to large, so I'm a fat pig. Um, I just, it, was, it was occurring to me as well during this shift. Um, listening back to a lot of the uh, coronavirus news and stuff and, and, and various podcasts over the last couple of weeks, how it's surprising how quickly it's becoming normalized um, and I can see uh, like people's worries about um, you know when they with the exit strategy eventually you know however long it takes just just being careful that we make sure everything does all the freedoms do get given back because it I'm beginning to feel like this is normal life now um, and it's only two weeks into what's been going on so, yeah, 
Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I shall speak to you next week. Have a good one and stay safe. Hello, back out on that there key worker trail delivering essential supplies of pizza to people. Well, I'm on my way to do that. I have other essential supplies for various family members that I have to drop off on doorsteps. Fucking hell, I'm gonna, oh. I mean, it doesn't help the gym not being open, but everybody's baking shit, you know? The wife's been making my wife fudge and cookies and God knows what else. And of course, I have to kind of test the um, outcome of those. Some of it's for us. But she's making enough uh, for me to take round to the in-laws and leave there because I'm I'm the one that can get out of the house, obviously, um, without getting thrown in prison. Um, and then my daughter in Aberdeen, yeah, dropping some off for her because I do need to drop in and make sure she's okay. Essential care worker stuff, you know. She yeah, uh, she has had her anxiety and she's stuck on her own. So so just bits and bobs for uh, a friend of hers who's also on his own um, and also suffers from anxiety I'll be dropping off I won't be going in to see them um, but I'll be dropping off cookies and fudge and shit on the doorstep I'm not gonna shit on their doorstep that would be uh, I think I think that might topple someone over the edge having a somebody who you thought was a friend shit on their doorstep yeah um, so delivering pizzas all evening uh, I'm feeling like a fat fuck because the problem is, my stepdaughter keeps baking stuff as well, and and everybody's baking too much for their own supplies, which means that that because they're being kind, so that like, I can just drop it round at each other's houses, and it, it works like a swap thing. So everybody makes too much for themselves, sends it round to other people, and swaps sending stuff back. So we all end up with far too much stuff and we're going to be, we're all be fat fucks so uh, I think I mean it looks like it's going to be at least another three weeks of lockdown I'm going to have to I mean the gym's not going to be open during that time which is usually my main incentive for eating well because I just feel I, I enjoy the gym and I can get myself down there for my music sessions and running and stuff but um, <coughs> excuse me Tickle in the throat. Hope it's not the uh, the thing. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, without that incentive to to not eat and make it really uncomfortable when I'm exercising, it's not happening. So maybe I shall have to try and do some exercise at home somehow because I really am turning into a fucking weeble, Jabba the Hut weeble. Anyway. Um, yeah, so the studio is kind of, the bedroom studio is just about done. I just, I'm knackered before I go to work because I'm just, just having problems with our surround sound amplifier in the living room and I started fucking about with our surround back left speaker seems to be having a problem um, which, which threw the uh, AV amp into protector mode and, and kept switching itself off. And I never know. It could be a could be a cable. Could be the could be the skybox because that causes problems. But it's all technical bullshit. 
it's all just try different things and see what happens. I think it might. I think the speaker might have gone because it was a pretty old speaker. So I've got a spare I can shove in its place. But uh, yeah, so I did start a little bit of music work. Um, first little bit in my my new studio setup, which was extremely pleasantly surprisingly easy to just sit down and do because everything's just set up as exactly as I need it um, what it is I've had to do it on a voluntary basis because I'm a furloughed worker technically at the moment so I'm not allowed to actually uh, make money although um, my choir the one that I direct on a Tuesday have been extremely generous and the committee got together and oh, that's going to fucking annoy me. I've got biscuits rattling around in the back of the car. I'm going to have to move that because it's going to be going all evening. Um, yeah, I had a message saying the committee had um, agreed to basically send me a check for a not not for not a small amount of money um, as a retainer because obviously choir is not happening at the moment. Um, so they're basically sending me a check for what I would say is probably at least three quarters of what I would have had from them just from doing the rehearsals but just basically as a retainer um, to keep to keep me interested I suppose um, so that's that's to cover till the end of July um, which is amazing makes me feel wanted and also helps quite a bit with uh, potential money problems and because um, my situation is that I do all my work through my limited company. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not actually doing any work, so I'm, uh, I'm not getting any of the wedding work coming in. So I can still qualify for the furloughed worker status because I'm not working. The money comes into the business, but I'm not actually working or, or getting as much chance of a salary being paid out. So, so that's good. The retainer won't won't ruin that. Um, so surviving, um, it's Easter weekend, it's Good Friday, and I think there's talk of the police kind of stopping people a bit more and just asking where you're going and stuff like that. So I've got my key worker letter in my pocket so I can say, please, sir, please don't, please don't lock me up, please don't find me. Um, and here, have a piece of fudge or a cookie. No, I won't do that because that might get me in uh, in trouble for trying to bribe a police officer. Anyway, I'm halfway to work, knackered from trying to sort out all the sound shit at home I was telling you about. Oh yeah, I was telling you, I was telling you about the uh, little bit of a first musical project. Basically, my mum's choir my mum. is doing a one of these online collaboration recording things where my mum, my mum recorded the piano accompaniment to a song that the choir does and the idea is that that accompaniment gets sent out to each choir member who plays it to themselves through an earpiece and records themselves singing their part and then they all sell, send those recordings back to me and I mix them together and we get a virtual choir um, which I'm sure you've seen a few of in the news or on Facebook or whatever um, that sort of thing going on so that's that's interesting and I offered to do it because obviously I've got the I've got the sound training and I've got all the equipment and um, software and stuff to make it sound half decent so uh, so yes I I got the accompaniment from my mum and she um, sent like a fairly 
her average quality mono recording. Basically, she just recorded it on her phone at home. Um, so I did a bit of trickery with it in my software and my software and made it. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Hi, Jerry. Anyway, um, fucking hell, I started sounding started sounding a bit like Jar Jar Binks. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I send that accompaniment to one of the singers in the choir who's acting as guide vocal. So basically they're singing their part so that everybody can kind of get a, a sense of, I suppose, how long notes are and, you know, basically just pull it together a bit. So, so I'll be getting that sent back from her and then I'll send, then I'll mix that with the accompaniment that Madame sent me and I'll send that basically the accompaniment with the guide vocal on it out to the rest of the choir who will all then send me individual recordings of their own parts and then I will I will try and mix it all together and stick it in a nice virtual acoustic environment and um, and I'm sure when that's done it would be only fair if I shared the end results with you but to cut a long story short I'm very pleased with how easy it was to just sit down and get on with it and do it because everything's set up. So my studio is going to be very helpful in getting stuff done. Um, I say that, but I seem to be finding ever increasing um, reasons to procrastinate. But what can you do? I'm gonna have a coffee and go to work. Bye! What an utter twat I am. Just on the way back home now from uh, my shift. I've just spent the entire shift with no internet at all on my phone. Um, and I thought it was maybe the local transmitter. Um, I had texts working and um, somebody managed to call me as well. So it can't have been that. But uh, yeah, I just literally in the last half an hour noticed that somehow I've managed to switch off my mobile data with the uh, the menu button thing on my phone. So, I mean, it was an interesting shift because it was a little bit like going back about ooh, 25 years to when, uh, when I had a mobile phone but couldn't really do anything with it other than text and call. Um, but I've caught up on some podcasts and stuff. Anyway... Yeah, shit day for deaths. Nearly a thousand, nine hundred and eighty in the last twenty-four hours. Um, definitely more police out Easter weekend and all that. So, uh, anyway, that's it for now. I just thought I'd uh, let you know that that I'm a twat, basically. If you didn't already know. Saturday the 11th of April, Easter Saturday, beautiful day, on my way in to work yet again. This is uh, this is going to be pretty much every time I speak to you for the foreseeable future will be me on my way to deliver pizzas, probably. Um, so, um, yeah, done a bit more music work today. Um, I've done a bit of editing on last week's episode. Um, that'll hopefully get out to you sometime soon. You will hopefully have heard it by now and I don't know why I'm saying that because if you haven't heard that then you certainly won't hear this. 
Um, but I'm kind of dividing my time a little bit because that that choiry thing I was telling you about, I got the uh, the guide vocal part through, um, and I've been putting it together to send out to the rest of the choir for this is my mum's choir for them to um, to do some recording of their voice parts on, and it sounds lovely. I mean. It was done on a couple of phones in a couple of people's living, different living rooms, I think. Um, but I thought, oh, I'm gonna stick it in Hamburg Cathedral, which um, is a surprisingly nice sound for for such a, uh, you know, limited setup like that. So we shall see how it turns out. Um, and also, in case anyone's even vaguely interested, um, doing a bit more research on the home theatre cinema sound setup. Um, I've, I've decided I'm not doing what I've always done in the past is I've had one of these um, audiovisual receiver amplifier things and hooked it up to whatever speakers I could botch together, and uh, that's probably why something's blown. And although the amplifier I had was getting a bit old anyway, but uh, it's much better really if you can match your system up. So I'm um, looking at um, I have to wait until the uh, the check from my retainer from my from my choir is in the bank, which obviously I won't be able to get that in until Tuesday. But uh, so I'm having to watch Star Trek Discovery and uh, and upcoming Marvel stuff just on the TV speakers, which is horrible for, for me. I'm a bit fussy that way. But I'm looking at um, looking at the possibility of getting one of these, you know, um, like a sort of surround sound, but based around a sound bar kind of thing because it's a bit more realistic on the old um, sort of cinema sound at the moment my front left and right speakers are like quite a few feet away from the TV um, which is not what you would get at the cinema at the cinema the speakers are actually behind the screen so you know it's more realistic if the sound if I get like a, a three channel sound bar thing attach it with the subwoofer. So I'm basically going to have like a Dolby Atmos setup, but with um, like a, a three-way sound bar, a subwoofer, and a couple of rear surround speakers behind the sofas. Possibly wireless, I don't know. I'm not, it depends on the cost, but um, because of that, I'm going to try and convince the wife, which is quite quite true actually, it's not, it's not a malign, but it would actually be cheaper to do that than to get the amplifier and the eight speakers that would make up the system as separates. Um, um, and because of that, so that all the connections work and stuff, um, I should probably need to get a 4K TV to go with it. Um, I'm not not going to go for anything like mega expensive, but I do need to get no. I do need to know that it'll pass the Dolby Atmos sound now. Uh, that's for anyone who has any sort of geeky kind of um, interests and so uh, yeah that's about it really I'm just gonna go deliver pizzas for the evening and, and have internet for the whole evening so I'll probably spend most of my evening listening to podcasts maybe watching the daily news update um, but also browsing for home cinema gear on my phone. Sounds like a, an awesome evening. 
I'm, I'm really quite looking forward to this evening. Geek out city. Nothing else to say. Running out of words. Bye bye for now. Back again, Easter Sunday. Weather's turned shit, but again I am out into the wilderness, the lonely, empty world, to take vital supplies of pizza to the general populace. Wouldn't be good if pizza was the cure for coronavirus. Anyway, um, I'm just popping in to, to record one last clip for this episode because I haven't finished editing the last one, so I'm just going to stick two weeks together and uh, make this a biggie. Um, not really much to say, because not much has happened. Uh, I've got the uh, the accompaniment with the guide vocal out to the rest of the choir. I've had one recording back, so that's going to be a uh, that's going to be a, a job for me once I get all them back. But uh, apart from that, just. More of, more of the same really um, for, for the foreseeable future so however long it is until I speak to you again all the usual stay safe um, a lot of people saying see you on the other side uh, the show must go on <laughs> What's the guy's name now? Oh, Jesus. Um, no, it's not Jesus. Oh, fucking hell. Who was it? Um, so, oh, yes, yeah, Simon. Sorry, Simon. Simon Isbell. <laughs> Can't forget my name. We met last month. Jesus. Oh, it's all right. I'm shit with names as well. Anyway, yes, it was me that's going through the uh, entire MCU and Phil. I've already watched all the way through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the past. Uh, I think I've watched the last season. I can't remember um, if it was season six or... Well, I can't remember which the last one was, but I really enjoyed it. It's actually one of my favourite parts of the MCU, partly because um, I'm not... I've, I've never been really a massive comic book fan, so I didn't really know much about the Marvel Universe until... Um, until it came, until it started, when I was a projectionist, and we showed Iron Man, closely followed by the Incredible Hulk, starring as I, as I said to the wife the other day, my wife, I said um, that one with Graham Norton, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, Ed Norton. Um, so yeah, I think it's maybe because I didn't really know much about the Marvel Universe that when I first watched all of these, um, when they first came out. The whole S.H.I.E.L.D. thing didn't really, um, it was just like a sort of, a kind of a side plot thing. I didn't really, Coulson was never really a thing. And I remember when Nick Fury first put his head above the turrets, as it were, it was, um, a mate of mine who was really into Marvel and all that, was really excited by Nick Fury coming along. And then when it started talking about the, uh, the Avengers initiative and stuff like that, I had no fucking idea what, what all of that was about. So, for me, 
now going back and watching them with a bit more background and having seen the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've actually seen, I think the first season of Inhumans as well, but I'm looking forward to, to all the other spin-offs because I am going to be watching the Netflix ones again as well. I, I did enjoy all of that um, Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just stringing it all together, I'm, I'm loving stuff, stupid stuff like um, Stan Lee's Pizza Shop, you know, and all that sort of stuff is kind of, and and it didn't even occur to me, like going back and, and watching, um, is it, I'm not sure if it was Iron Man 2 where um, Black Widow first makes an appearance, but I don't know if she is actually Black Widow at that point. Um, you'll have to excuse my ignorance of the MCU type stuff. I shall hopefully be much more knowledgeable on it by the time I've finished watching through all these again. Um, but yeah, for me, now going back, actually, when I first saw Iron Man, he was like, and, and pretty much through the whole of um, the first few phases, the Avengers phases, he was like the main the main attraction, if you like, the main character. Um, I know I know they all have their, their roles and stuff, but he was like the... And I, but uh, now, S.H.I.E.L.D., for me, is the actual main story. Um, you know, I mean, when you get back through through the development from the um, strategic, whatever it was, what was that? Whatever it was, Agent Carter came out of strategic scientific research. Is it SSR, something like that? Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. No, I, I like Shield, Agents of Shield. Um, so. But it takes all sorts, doesn't it? So, anyway, uh, that's it for now. Because I was, I'm going to go back and carry on listening to the rest of that episode now, Simon. And uh, if you if you say anything else, I, I fancy commenting on before the end of my episode. I'll probably speak to you again. But if not, goodbye. Okay, yeah, I'm back. Um, sorry, don't agree, Captain Marvel. I think I I don't get all of this um, stuff about. Uh, about gender being well for a start I mean that's that's the issue isn't it Phil you call it female sex it's not female isn't a sex it's a gender so but that's another argument for another time um, I don't I don't get it people saying about having it rammed down their throat I did not get that at all um, I, I don't see any um, problem with the gender aspect of the film at all, it's kind of, it's, it, it almost feels like people who who see that um, gender being pushed down people's throats in that sense. It seems to me like they feel threatened by it, but I didn't get anything from that at all. I actually, I was actually thinking, yeah, you go, girl. But maybe maybe that says more about my gender. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and I like the background of that um, the, the, with Captain Marvel as well. I think knowing that she's now going to disappear until pretty much Endgame is uh, that I think that will fit a lot more her kind of. We don't really see her character arc, but it, it fits a lot more with her character. I think that she she's off she's off saving the rest of the universe galaxy whatever it's just you know she she doesn't play a part in anything until she's needed again which is fair enough and 
with regards to Iron Man, um, Simon, you saying about um, not enjoying the first one as much, I, I, I kind of side with Phil a little bit on this, that I didn't enjoy his character as much, except now knowing, because I got so much out of watching the Agent Carter um, stuff, with the whole kind of Jarvis connection and Howard Stark's um, ethos, if you like, and 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 um, Tony's relationship with his dad. You know, it kind of it all makes a lot more sense having seen the background behind it with with Howard. And for me, the fact that with the with certainly with the first two Iron Man films. Let's face it, Tony Stark's a complete dick um, at the start. But I think that that's right. That's how it should be because he he kind of grows into the character um, and, and he learns as he's going along. He's still an arrogant twat by the end of it, but it, it, he kind of he, he's redeemed himself a little bit in that he knows he is. Whereas at the beginning, he's kind of he just doesn't care. I don't know. It's. Uh, Anyway, the reason I, part of the reason I'm back in to, to throw my two penitent is because my crusade to watch all of these has kind of stalled. Oh yeah, not only am I doing the CV series, I'm doing all the one shots as well. So um, what have we watched so far? There was yeah the Agent Carter one shot and the Consultant and a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. That was the other one that we watched. But I've stopped for now. We've stalled because um, because my surround sound system at home's gone kaput. I I refuse to watch any more movies um, without it. So I think I've got my eye on the on the system I want. I'm looking for the. I think I've finally decided I'm going to go for the Samsung HWQ90R soundbar 7.1.4 setup, so I can have the full Dolby Atmos. It's not cheap, but. Uh, it does. It does look like it's a fantastic bit of kit. So I'm gonna. I nearly missed my turn then. You know, <laughs> you guys, honestly. Right. Anyway, that's it for now for me. Um, probably be more if you if you incense me even more. I'll I'll probably be back. But uh, yeah. I just had somebody give me a tip wrapped in an antibacterial wipe. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's much appreciated that, that that people are being careful, but you know, uh, you know, it's not a bacteria, right? Oh well, never mind. Um, oh uh, yeah, and Simon, uh, yeah, um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'll tell you, if if they can find a lookalike for Kieran and Shipka to stand in the house, I'll go through it all day long. But I didn't say that. That would be wrong. Older generation moaning about the changes, my ass. You're the fucking middle generation, mate. Guess what else I've been listening to today? Thank you, Craig and Paul, for your mention of my podcast. And here's a shout out back. Go listen to that Kevin Smith askew review. They finally got round to making a second episode. Looking forward to the next one. I might have to watch Clark's myself. Yeah, I'm from up north and I say it properly as well, but whatever. 
Um, yeah, uh, the other the other one I should have given you the title of Simon Says Podcast. Go listen to that one. Shouting out to all the uh, other people. Phil, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember what your what podcast you do. Yeah, I know you've got a YouTube channel. Oh fucking hell! You're gonna have to get back to me. I'll give you a shout out sometime soon. Um, and uh, Paul Washington. What are you still doing? Um, the wonderful world of Walt or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, get over and listen to um, oh, something DLP. Discover DLP. That's it. If you're into Disneyland Paris, so there's some shout outs for everybody. Uh, yeah, nearly back at the shop. Uh, bye. Well, this is surreal. Uh, in my uh, listening through a load of podcasts, I've finally got around to actually listening to one of my own for a change, and uh, just the last episode. And it's uh, it's surreal. It's bizarre. Listening to the beginning of just last episode when I was talking about a new beginning in life and. I'd, I was just going to teach my first set of pupils and talking about about uh, getting a few more and and actually going to the cinema and, and doing a gig and and stuff and that was that was just last episode I, I know I've, I've been taking a couple of weeks to get these out but I mean we're talking probably just less than or, or about a month ago so it makes you and, and to, to think that I was saying at that point, oh, it looks like it's, uh, you know, they've got it really bad in Italy and, and it looks like, um, it looks like we're going to be heading in the same way, in the same direction because the, the numbers are starting to explode because the number of daily deaths had doubled at that point to 20 in the UK and now we're regularly, every day, we're, we're pretty much up near a thousand a day which is, you know, more than Italy ever had. It's, uh, it makes you wonder what, what the next episode is going to bring. Um, I know that's not what this is about. This is really just about my thoughts and stuff. Um, but one thing that I was talking about in that, in that episode was uh, getting on and doing some more breaking bollocks. So I'll have to get on that this week. I've got some beer in the fridge, so I think uh, I've now got four days off before I'm back delivering pizzas again so um, I'll be I'll be just coming into Inverurie on Tuesday to, to put my retainer check in the bank which will pay for my new surround sound system once that clears um, and I can get back on with the Marvel stuff but um, apart from that I'm gonna be at home um, so I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be needing to wait for the rest of the choir of my mum's choir to um, to send their voice recordings in before I can do a do a mix for them. Um, so I'll get this episode finished, get that out, and um, and I think it'll be time to start. I need to get Theo to be out of bed during the day, and then we can do some fucking gaming recording too, man. I've been trying to, I, I bought a multi-pack, I think it was like 12 cans or something of, um, per, per, what is it, the 
Brewdog, uh, Lost Lager, um, in the shop in last week, and I, d- I just don't drink much anymore. Um, I think I'm worried that because quite often when I'm run down uh, or hung over, that, that tends to kick off being ill, getting a cold or something, and I don't really don't want that to happen at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, but I think I might have a, a few beers and uh, see what happens in the next, next few days, kick back a bit. I've got loads of admin to do. I've, I've got until the end of May to get it done, but I don't I don't want to be rushing it. You know, there's no, absolutely no excuse for procrastinating at the moment, you know. Um, but it doesn't mean I won't. So anyway, thanks to everybody who I bounced my opinions off other podcasts I hope I haven't offended well actually if I haven't offended anyone then I probably not haven't done my job properly not that this is a job running out of bullshit now so uh, yeah next episode will be whenever it happens I uh, I I think it probably would be in about a fortnight after you've heard this one but uh who knows? I'll try not to make it any longer than that. Stay safe. Hope you and your loved ones are all um, still here, still with us. And, uh, well, more of the same, really. Keep it real. All, all those bullshit phrases that people say to each other to try and get through weird times. You know, we're living living history now we're this is the biggest is it it is isn't it where this is the biggest thing that's happened to the world since the last world war really we look back on that time and we think what we think about it history talks about it the way it does i wonder how history will talk about uh, and how how the world will have been changed by what's going on. It's becoming this is the new becoming the new normal now. I think that's the difference between the last episode and this one is that it was all like what the fuck's going on? Like everything's changing now. People are beginning to get used to what's happening, and and it's it's sad, man. But at the same time. There is hope, you know, I'm looking forward to not getting the world back to the way it was before because obviously there was a hell of a lot wrong with it. I think it probably will just all go back to how it was before because the people in charge haven't really changed. Um, But hopefully a lot of us will have learned to tolerate a lot less. I say hopefully, but you know we all somehow managed to vote in the Tories and America somehow managed to vote in Donald Trump so oh fucking hell I mean who knows I just I just do look at it as the same same way George Carlin does it's I, I, I don't there's no point in getting all depressed or worried about the the world or the way it's going yeah do what you can from where you are but at the end of the day 
just treat it as a the most ridiculous movie you've ever watched, the most ridiculous show with the most ridiculous plot, the most unbelievable things happening with the stupidest characters, um, and and you've got a front row seat. Just just watch, bemused, see what happens. Um, good luck, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. I was supposed to be at Haven uh, at Berwick-upon-Tweed with, with lots of other friends, probably quite hungover after most of a week. It's Sunday night. We would have been coming back home tomorrow. Um, I think we're getting, a, we're getting a full refund. We've had that confirmed. Um, at some point we'll get that but hopefully we'll be able to rearrange that for for another time um, so I do know that one or two people oh, well one definitely but one or two people I think listened to this who would have been there with us it's a shame that it didn't happen but um, I'm sure it'll be all the more fun because of that once it does happen, whenever that might be. So, uh, yeah. Goodbye once more. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.